following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Returns and lights Twitter on fire. Hey guys, it's Paul Biscrillo and welcome to Thoughts on Wrestling. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, and with me today I have, as usual, that's me, Papa Tony, King of the Pizzas. And um, I think we should just get right into it because obviously that's what was going on this week. Um, Jinder Mahal all of a sudden becomes relevant again. Um, because of the rock. And then later on, on the second role, we're going to talk about, uh, gets a world title opportunity on raw next week. So yeah. Um, okay. Hi, gender. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I know you've been in the background with your, your little tag team buddies there, but, um, I'm kind of digging that triple H is giving him a little bit more of an opportunity because I'm going to be honest with you. For the last couple of years, Jinder hasn't really done anything. That's because Vince is trying to hinder the Jinder. And <laughs> everyone knows you do not hinder the Jinder. Hence, uh, Lord, Lord Twitter Meltdown, the fucking king of the Twitter Meltdown, Tony Khan, trying to hinder the Jinder. And if you read all of like any of this stuff on there, you would see that WWE fans came to the back in the aid of Jinder Mahal and they went full on on Tony Khan and like he I don't know why he lets the WWE live rent-free in his head or why he even cares what they're doing with their product, but the fact that he had a child-size meltdown on Twitter or over that clearly shows that Papa H is living rent-free up in down there in Jacksonville. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I was – so, first of all, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought somebody had gotten to Tony because it had been several weeks since he had a meltdown on Twitter, X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, so and, – and then to have a meltdown about Jinder Mahal – getting an opportunity and, and trending. I, I think that's why he was pissed. Um, but it, it was just so weird because I'm sitting there looking at it going, um, okay. He, he was pissed because last week hook called out Samoa Joe hook is 28 and one, like AEW likes to put up their records and stuff. So hook is 28 and one in his career in AEW. And, so then people were saying, like, oh, why is Hook challenging Samoa Joe, yada, yada, yada. So then that's why Tony was having his his famous Twitter tantrum, saying that, like, oh, well, people people criticize what I do, and but they don't criticize blah, 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 blah. going on and on and on about that. And the funny thing is, is that Jinder is actually a good wrestler. And anyone who is really a true savant will go back and tell you that 
Seth and Jinder were the first was the matchup for the first NXT championship, and they put on a banger. Triple H has always had confidence in Jinder, looking back all the way to twenty mid twenty twelve or twenty eleven, whenever that NXT championship first came around for the company for them. So that right there just shows that Papa H wants to invest in a good heel. And because Jinder having that Indian heritage makes a good market for the Indian community. He's not like Vince who just doesn't know how to book nowadays. Vince and Tony Khan need to hang out probably. Jesus. Yeah, well, I I just don't get and by the way, apparently they were um I don't remember which um dirt sheet was reporting this, but apparently there were some people backstage. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't a dirt sheet. It was um uh Bully Ray was talking about how He's talked to some people backstage and they were not happy with Tony going on another rant because they're like, really? Like, why are we having a rant about this kind of stuff? Which, you know, uh, I can understand. I mean, think about this, though. If Vince could go up on social media and do something, do you think Vince would probably be like this? Vince had the ability to do that. He knows how to use technology, doesn't he? I, I don't think that Vince is techno technologically illiterate. I think he knows how to use those things. I think it's just that the difference is that Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, they know how to run a business. They're not letting their fanboy aspirations and their fanboy opinions get the better of them. Like, like uh, Tony Khan is. Tony Khan's looking at my 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 opinion is that Tony Khan is looking at how he as a fan perceives gender and everything, not how a business idea and like what they're what Triple H's booking wants to do. If that makes sense, like Tony Khan's just overthinking it, I think, and he's letting WWE get to him by just having by just existing. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I just think that he needs to just stay off of X at this point. I mean, I understand things are going to piss you off. I mean, do you not see the, what, hundred? well, not hundreds. I would say thousands upon thousands of people on X slash Twitter, whatever you want to call it, basically bashing AEW or bashing WWE on a fucking weekly basis. It's like, you know... When I say that the wrestling community is toxic, I mean, it's toxic enough without one of the owners of these companies going on there and just being pissed off because, oh, Jinder Mahal did this, and but you don't want to watch Hook or whatever. Um, but it's also kind of funny that, you know, he's bitching about that. And by the way, what I was trying to say about Vince, um, like – yeah, I think I think he had a lot of people behind him that were like, don't you fucking touch your phone. Yes, you have an official Twitter. That's great. Don't touch your fucking phone because we don't need that shit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Tony – I don't know. I, I think Tony just – he wants AEW to do well and gets pissed off when wrestling fans are like more for WWE. But here's the thing. The one thing the WWE is good at is destroying competition. Look at what happened with WCW. I mean, I'm going to be 40 years old this year. Okay. 
I was when I was in my teens, I was watching Holy WWE. Shit, you're gonna be old. Fuck you. Anyways, um, <laughs> the you know I was there for the WWF WCW wars, and Vince just like destroyed WCW because. He knew that he had to put on these fucking stellar matches that everybody wanted to see every single Monday to, you know, destroy um, the competition. So, you know, it made sense to put on all these fire matches. I just want to piggyback off what you said. Vince, knowing how to like put on those like those storylines, those those things that he needed to beat WCW. And you want to know who was right there in the middle of the war with him the entire time? Who's that? Papa H. Mm. So who who has that first-hand experience of going to war? Triple H. He knows exactly what to do. And he, the, the better thing is, too, is that his mind, he he's more in tune, I want to say, with the fans and what they want. You know what I mean? I I think would that be correct to say that like Triple H knows listens more to the fans like what we what we're like hoping for. Yeah, I would like, agree with that. So like I feel like his his knowledge of hey I went to war with WCW I was in that war I came out on top with WWE so now he can be like okay I know exactly what to do in the said situation Tony Khan I'm gonna let him blow up and self destruct and then. And then just do what I need to do. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason why they they selected Triple H to run WWE in the first place because they knew that he was. I mean, we've seen it in the last two years. I mean, when Triple H is running things, it, it's awesome. When Triple H isn't running things, it's not. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know. I just I, I just feel like Tony Khan just needs to get whatever stick he has up his ass, out of his ass, and just stop tweeting. If you're going to go bitch, just find somebody. Find your buddy. <laughs> I hate to say it. Find your buddy Daniel Bryant and go go into a room and bitch to him, okay? Just, you know, go whine to somebody instead of putting it on fucking X because it's not going to get you anywhere. And this is what happens. People will fucking drag your ass through the mud. Um, but... <laughs> You know, it's funny because Jinder Mahal responded to this this tweet and he actually deleted it um, a couple days later. But um, he said, who the fuck is Hook? <laughs> so that was funny. Um, and that that's what caused him to, to trend on Twitter. So um, but the, the most important thing that I want to take out of this, I mean, obviously, Tony Khan is going to bitch. He's going to do this. Um that's not important, but it is funny to see somebody who knows he's not doing as well have a little temper tantrum and yeah, whatever. Um, but the more important thing is, is I, I like that Triple H is doing this thing where he is taking these wrestlers that basically aren't doing anything and don't have a place and giving them some some light because Jinder, like I said, Jinder Mahal hasn't done anything for years. He had the title for what? I think six months, maybe six months to almost a year. And then after the title was taken off of him, he really didn't do too much after that. So, you know, 
I felt for the guy. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I really did. I felt for the guy. And by the way, I was so fucking surprised when he won the WWE Championship on SmackDown. I was like, holy shit. What, what just happened here? You know? Like, I, and by the way, I like when it's a surprise. I love when it's a surprise. Like, you, 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 out of nowhere, you're like, what do you mean that I just he just won? You know what I mean? Yeah, him him with that upset over Randy Orton. That like I did not so I, I when I saw it was Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal for the title, I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, Randy's Randy's just gonna, you know, he's gonna give him the rub, he's gonna put a good match in him, it's gonna be like a one off, and then Randy's just gonna keep moving on. And nope. Jinder hits the Colossus one, two, three, we have a new champion. I'm sitting there and I'm like well, shit, you know, like, damn, I did not expect that to happen. And um, you want to know what would be funny? Is if Triple H, you know, Triple H was reading everything on Twitter, probably. He was reading, I'm sure someone was telling him, you got to, you got to look at this or whatever. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if Triple H just silently trolls Tony Khan one last time and puts the championship on gender. Just even if for even if it just for the up to the rumble, then he drops his belt back to Seth Rollins, just to just to be like fuck you, Tony. We can do whatever we want. So there's a thought out there. Um, one of the things out there from the community is a lot of people think what's going to happen is Jinder Mahal is somehow going to win the championship on Raw this coming coming up uh, this Monday. On Martin Luther King Day. Um, and what's going to happen is Senor Money in the Bank is going to cash in and win the title. And then Seth is going to win it back um, at the Royal Rumble or something, you know, something like that. Uh, whether it be Royal Rumble, Rumble or Elimination Chamber or whatever. Um, and then... Yeah, it's just going to go from – and then it's going to uh, probably be CM Punk versus Seth Rollins for the title, and, you know. Yeah. So um, – but it, that that's one of the things that people are talking about is wouldn't it be awesome – wouldn't it be kind of interesting if Jinder won? And then that's how um, Damian Priest becomes the champion. So I don't know. We'll see. We will uh, we will definitely see how that plays out next Monday. Um, I'm interested in the match. Um, I, by the way, I think that's going to be a really good match if they do it the right way. Um, again, Jinder Mahal is a really good wrestler. He just hasn't been wrestling. And, you know, to be honest with you, shame on WWE for not doing that because he was a good wrestler. Um, shame on Vince. Shame that's on true. Vince. Now, like I said, you're like now that Pop H is in charge. I think we're going to see a lot more talent utilized a lot differently. You're going to see a lot more like, look, like for example, and we're going to, we're going to dive into them. We're going to dive into him carrying cross and the returning authors of pain who we'll get to because what did Vince do? He released both of them. He or all three of them for him. He fired fucking, he fucking fired Paul Ellering for being old, for looking old. Yeah, Vince's old, decrepit ass is on TV. You know, so, like, we're going to see a lot of these quote-unquote Triple H guys. Now we're going to, I feel like you're going to, like, 
take hold of the company. They're going to be the faces of the company. We're going to see a lot more, a lot more things utilized. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we can talk about that. I mean, um, we don't have to obviously go in order of everything that's happened over the last two raws in SmackDown, but, um, Karrion Cross coming out with AOP and destroying, um, destroying, um, oh my God, I'm losing my mind here. This is what happens when it's 1040 at night. Um, Bobby Lashley and um, his buddies there. Um, but the Prophets? The Prophets, Street Prophets. Thank you. I, sorry, I'm losing my mind tonight. It's that old so, age. You're almost 40, you know? It's that old age. I'm so going to punish you after this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, um... So that that was interesting because apparently AOP has been has been signed by the WWE for several months now and they haven't been used at all. So, you know, that's interesting, <laughs> you know, um, and they and what's what's their manager's name again? Paul Ellering. OK, he was, so he was originally with the Road Warriors back in the 80s. Gotcha. OK, so. So that's that's great to see him back because obviously it's not AOP without him, uh, at least the AOP that we that we want. So it's going to be really interesting to see that. It's going to be interesting to see the tag team division because I hope I hope that means it's going to be a lot better because one of the things that I've always said and I think Triple H needs to work on is they need to give all of these titles better reigns. So for example, the tag team titles. If you're going to keep it the if you're going to keep them unified like they are right now, you got to have like tag team tournaments. You got to make this these tag team titles like relevant, not just sitting on Damian Priest and Finn Balor just sitting there looking pretty because they're not always having tag team matches and you know, it, they should be defending it at pay-per-views, they should be defending it on a random Raw or SmackDown. I, I 100% agree with you. I think honestly I think they need to split the cha- the tag team titles up completely. I think you need to have a pair on SmackDown and a pair on Raw because right now the tag team scene is so loaded with what we what they have available. Because on SmackDown, for instance, you have the returning AOP. You have the Street Profits. You have potentially now Butch and Tyler Bate. You have... Uh, Pretty deadly. Yes, boys. Anyway. Uh, so you have, you, you could even put the, the fucking tag titles on Jimmy and Solo. Um, you know, you Grayson Waller and Austin Theory could be tag team champions. The new, the newly formed, probably reformed Legato de Fantasma could be them. You could, you know, like all these potential tag teams on SmackDown. And then on Raw, you have the New Day whenever they re- whenever Xavier gets better. Whenever Eric, Eric comes back, the Viking Raiders will be able to go back as a tag team. You have Imperium. You have um, the Creed Brothers, Alpha Academy. You know, all of these potential and suitable different tag teams. You could even put it on fucking Dirty Diamond JD or, I mean, Dirty Diamond Truth even. Because we all know JD got kicked out of out of Judgment Day. For some reason, he still hangs around like a big bobblehead weirdo. 
Shout out to our truth and judgment day. Yeah, I mean that 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 whole thing is funny, but um yeah, definitely split the tag team titles up. Um I know they were trying to they were planning on doing it or they were planning on changing the design of the titles, but you know, again, Judgment Day has the tag team titles, so they should be able to go back and forth. So I'm not I'm not certain why they're not defending it on SmackDown as well, but whatever. I'm sure they'll get there with that. Um so that happened. By the way, I'm I'm very happy for Karrion Cross because he deserves to have more attention on him because he's he can be a really good wrestler, and I think doing this will get him there. And um, it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes. Um, let's see what else. So the the most important thing that happened between the two Raws and Smackdowns that we didn't talk about until now. Um, obviously, Jinder Mahal came out and said, "Oh yeah, I'm the returning champion." You know, and then he went into his little Maharaja like speech type thing that he was doing. And then all of a sudden the rock rocks out and, you know, obviously whenever the rock shows up, everybody goes crazy. And, you know, the rock comes out and just rips Jinder Mahal, a new one, uh, calls him a day one douchebag. Uh, that's where we got that from at the beginning of the podcast. And, um, yeah, he beats the fuck out of uh, Jinder Mahal and, you know, he says, hey, after, you know, after tonight, I need to go. I, I think I need to go to the restaurant and, and get something to eat. Should I should I eat in a booth? Should I eat at the bar or should I eat, which set everybody on fire on, on social media at the head of the table? So obviously we're leading up to. At some point here, whether it be, I personally think it's going to be Elimination Chamber, but whatever. Um, Roman versus The Rock at some pay-per-view coming up here in the near future. It's not going to happen at Royal Rumble, we know that. I mean, that doesn't mean The Rock won't show up at the Royal Rumble and cost Roman the title, which is something that I personally hope and think will happen. But I'm going to be honest with you, Tony, I, I think The Rock had to finally show up and do this match. And it's just, it's not just because like everybody wants to see this match. I think they need to have an end to the bloodline story. That makes sense. And I don't think they can do that without the rock being involved with, with Roman in some way or fashion or form. So, um, yeah. And you know what? I 100% agree. I think that I honestly, Everyone knows how I feel about yours, mine, ours, the Tribal Chief. I am a big Tribal Chief supporter. I am big on acknowledging the Tribal Chief at every point in time that we can during the day. Like right now, I just made I just made my dog acknowledge the Tribal Chief. Um, but you know Poor what? Poor dog. You know what? In the end, when it if it comes down to the Tribal Chief and the Great One, I'm sorry, the Tribal Chief be damned. <laughs> Uh, the people's champ has been my has been he raised me the people's champ raised me so you know i think that rocky costing roman the championship in some form would be absolutely phenomenal for it to happen because then i think you can put the championship on someone who deserves another championship opportunity who deserves not only to be a 15, not only to be a 16, 
But to break the record and hold the record to be a 17-time world champion, I think that the man who deserves to win the championship at the Rumble is someone who has been loyal to the WWE his entire career. He has not left the WWE. He's not gone Hollywood or anything. He has been the most probably consistent, the most stable performer there is. And in my opinion, is the best there is of the current generation and the former. The Viper Randy Orton. I think that Randy should be the one to get the title. And then then you can finish Cody's story by him taking on his mentor. The man who brought him into legacy. The man who taught him so much. Randy Orton. That right there is mm. a great feud. And then that way you can also have your your champion. Your uh, Rock vs. Roman for the head of the table. For the Ula Fala. You know, because now you can have it saying The Rock is questioning Roman's position at the head of the table. Now you have to have a, a match for who is the head of the table, who is the tribal chief of that bloodline, of that family, you know? Hmm. I mean, I, so this is kind of the, along the same lines as Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. I don't think you need to have the title on the line. I think that would be stupid. Um. So for them to include it, it's just not needed. Um, I would say, like, yeah, that's what I, I'm thinking. The Rock's going to show up at the Royal Rumble and cost Roman the title. Um, I do think that Randy Orton should get the title again, just so that yes, Cody can finish the story. And I think a lot of people have agreed with that. Um, and you know, Cody's gonna there, there's gonna be there's gonna be a match for the for the number one contender at the elimination chamber, there always is. And, you know, he'll probably come out of that and face Randy Orton. And then he'll win the title, which will be great. Um, I think that would be the the best way to do it. I just, I, I just don't know what the WWE is doing because this is, this is kind of Vince's baby. So Vince, I think still has say on it. And if Vince doesn't want him to drop the title until, you know, and face the rock, then that's, what's going to happen. Ah, I know, and that's what that's what sucks is that like if Vince still has say in it, it's you know it's one of those things that he's got to let it go eventually. Like I get you want to break all these records and stuff, but why not have Roman just be the greatest of our generation? Like have his record untouchable. You know why does Hogan's record have to get touched? Why do they even have to like think about that? Like why can't? Why can't the man who put the WWF on the map in the 80s and the rock and roll wrestling era, you know, why can't he keep that record? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. I, I don't think a record like Hogan's needs to be broken. You know, and and truth be told, like, I really, I don't, I don't like seeing SmackDown without any championships. Because if you really think about it, Logan Paul's not around with the U.S. championship that often. Roman Reigns isn't around with the championship that often. Judgment Day is not around with the tag team championships that often. So realistically, the only championship on SmackDown that's there week in and week out and the working champion week in and week out is EO Sky. Mm. And like, I just think that something like that would give a huge boost, and especially if you bring Cody over to SmackDown. Now you have Cody Rhodes in on... 
on there facing facing Randy Orton. Then you can throw you can throw Solo versus Cody. They already have a few. They already have a history with Solo costing Cody the championship last year at WrestleMania. So right there, boom, you have you have potential throughout the rest of the summer, throughout the rest of the fall of 2024 right there. Shit, you want to make Solo a top guy? You put Solo in the you you put the title on Solo at Survivor Series even if you if you want. You know, you have you have the possibilities of Randy and Cody having a good feud right there. You know, then who who the hell knows who wins Money in the Bank in Toronto? You know, like so much, so much possibility if you take the title off of the Tribal Chief. And again, like I said, everyone knows I am a huge fan of the Tribal Chief. I love this heel version of Roman. I love that he's just on this monster run where he just doesn't give a shit about anyone, fucks everyone up. You know, like. That was the Roman that I've always wanted. That was the John Cena that I wanted. I wanted a guy who was ruthless and was a heel and just didn't care. You know, and, like, we finally got it. So, but now, you know, him being gone so much as it is, it's just, like, eventually the title becomes more important than the person you wanted to see that. And it's like, where, okay, where's where's the title at? You know, like, we have all these things, but no no championships to be seen. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I think you'll see the U.S. title get defended more once it comes off of Logan Paul. Um, and we'll talk about that next, um, about that match um, that happened on SmackDown. Um, but we should point out that, you know, obviously there was a three-way number one contendership match, basically, uh, on SmackDown, this last SmackDown that happened. And, um, <laughs> you know... Obviously, we can't. Apparently, we can't just have this match, you know, end in like somebody gets pinned. And by the way, it was a really good match. I, I was I was very happy with the match. Um, but what ended up happening was is, you know, they're all all three of them are on the mat, about to get back up, and here comes Roman with Solo and um, Jimmy, and you know, they beat the crap out of all three of them, and then. Um, Nick Aldis is there watching with uh, Paul Heyman as well. He goes over to Paul Heyman and says, "Guess what? He just he just he just earned himself a four way match at the Rumble." And I love how Paul Heyman's like, "Don't touch me! Don't, don't, don't touch me!" He's like trying to walk away. He's like, "No, no, no! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Just want to let you know." You let him know. When he's done celebrating, like he, Nick Aldis was such like a jet. He's such a gentleman about it. Like the way he trolled him, like, hey, hey, you let him celebrate. It's okay. It's okay. But when he's done, tell him I said, fuck you. You're in a fatal four way now. Like it's the most subtle. Like I really enjoy Nick Aldis being the GM. And I think at some point we're going to see Nick Aldis and the tribal chief go go a little you know maybe go head to head because if you remember that one smackdown when nick always said now i'm the sharp end of the stick and what i say goes like he's basically telling roman like you're not running smackdown anymore i'm in charge and you're gonna fall in line you know like Nick Aldis is a great fucking wrestler. He don't let's not forget he held the title, the the NWA title for quite some time. He set a record with that himself. You know, like when he was in Magnus in 
TNA, you know, he, he held the TNA World Championship for quite some time. He had some good feuds. So, you know, I could see him, you know, if he has to get physical, he might have to get physical. And I wouldn't be against seeing Nick Aldis in the ring. By the way, I'm I'm so sad that his wife went to OVW. I thought, I really, really thought that she was going to be coming to WWE in some way, fashion, or form, but... You know, it is what it is. Um, she she just hasn't signed for now. You true. Know. Anything's possible. Remember, CM Punk came back. Anything is possible. Yeah. After that, that that does make anything possible at this point. I just really, I just really hope that none of these wrestlers that have contracts that are almost up sit there and go, oh, AEW can give me more money. I want to go to a shitty place and not do anything. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, it, it is the truth. But, um, oh man, let me, let me go, let me go from wrestling in front of 17,000 to, uh, 2100 hard cam being, being tart, taped off. But hey, our boss is a cokehead. Woo! <laughs> Fuck you, Tony Khan. Fuck the Jaguars. Oh, that's right. They lost this week, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I was so happy when that happened, by the way. Not to interject football into this podcast, but I was so happy that his team lost. Anyways, um, let's see. So we have that match. Um, we might as well, because we were talking about Logan Paul, uh, talk about the U.S. title, the number one contendership match. Um, the finals happened on this last SmackDown, and you know it was Kevin Owens versus, and I'm going to butcher his name, Santos, um, Escobar, and yeah, he, that was a really good match. Um, you know, he had his new little buddies come down and try to, uh, interfere, but you know, the old LWO, uh, friends of his came down and started fighting, started fighting them. And then, uh, you know, didn't really affect the match too much. And uh, Kevin Owens came out on top and beat the fuck out of uh, Logan Paul. <laughs> so hopefully this match at the Royal Rumble, which I think is what, what it's supposed to happen, um, is going to be good. I think that uh, I think we're going to get quite the banger out of Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. Because you want to know what? As much as people dislike Logan Paul and he's a cocky and arrogant ass. But that man respects the ring, and what he does in the ring is absolutely phenomenal. He puts on absolute bangers of matches. And honestly, I don't think I've seen a match that he's been in that I haven't been impressed by. You know, his match with Roman Reigns, very good match. His match against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, top-notch. You know, was it because he has these guys helping him, carrying him, potentially? Yes. You, you're in the ring with a workhorse, a stud like Seth Rollins. He's going to bring out the best in you. But you want to know what? He brought out the best in Seth Rollins, too. That was an amazing match. And let's not forget last year that spot at the Royal Rumble with him and Ricochet going coast-to-coast on each other mid-air clothesline. Ha! That's amazing. So for And for someone who has only been doing this for, what, two years at, around, about that, for him to be able to pull off a spot like that, that is absolutely amazing. You know, so I think he's going in the ring with one of the best in the world at the moment, Kevin Owens. 
I think Kevin is a phenomenal wrestler and what he does in the ring for being able to move the way he does for a guy his size and the moves that he pulls off are absolutely insane. Like the one where it's um he's in the top rope he's on the top rope and like he has him in like a suplex and he like drop like picks him up and like drops him as he's going down midair. Uh that suplex that's absolutely crazy. Like for a big guy like Kevin Owens to be able to do that and move like that, like I said, is amazing. So he's working the ring plus Logan Paul. They're gonna put on a classic match for the US championship. Yeah. Definitely. Um, by the way, it's going to be interesting next week to see who um, – G- not Giovanni. Wow. See, I get all these wrestlers' names mixed up at this time of the hour. Um, the ring general, to see who he faces at the Royal Rumble because, you know, at least the Royal Rumble is in the United States of America and he can wrestle. I don't know if you know about that, but apparently he can't go out of the country for like – several months because of his visa. I don't know if you knew that, Tony, but yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, he, um, yeah, I did hear about the, he, because he's trying to become a U.S. citizen. So he has to stay within the United States borders for like six months while his visa like clears and everything. Obviously, yeah. Something like that. Which I mean, Hey, I get it. I respect it. And you know what? The King had is absolutely top tier and let's not ever forget at real keith lee hashtag if what i'm hearing is real poor walter <laughs> ah, keith lee you fuck you fool you you gentle giant but fool mm. yeah so I think we can kind of just breeze through the other matches that happened between these two Raws and that. Oh, you know what? We 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 can't talk. Let's let's put that on pause for a minute. So, but we so we should talk about um, CM Punk and Drew McIntyre having a promo session. That was great. I was gonna say that was quite the uh, quite the promo between them two, and. It's interesting to see it's nice to see him him being Drew uh go from that Seth Rollins match right into another another potential big feud, you know. Obviously, I think that they're going to have some kind of a clash in the Rumble now. I think we're going to see them at some point being a big like one of them's going to try and eliminate the other one, it's not going to go well type thing. But also don't forget that the Rumble is a good time for returns. So I think we're also going to get the return of someone that Drew has wronged in Sami Zayn. So I think Drew's – now I think Drew's wrongs are going to come back to haunt him the way he's been saying everyone who's wronged him is coming – their due come up is coming back for them. Now I think his karma is about to come back because now I think that he's done with the Seth Rollins, Matt, the Seth Rollins feud. Which, by the way, that match was very well done. And it was a good tidbit the way that when he hit the Claymore on Seth and went for the one, two, three, how he rolled him up too far and he made it so that Seth's leg touched the bottom rope, hence making it a kick out at two. So they kind of sent Drew a little, like, <clears throat> a little mad. And it kind of plays on what Seth said that, like, it's always going to be your own shortcomings, Drew, that keep you 
not everyone else. So now I see, I think we're going to see even more Drew, like these shortcomings kind of drive him even more off the deep end. Yeah. I mean, so part of the thing here is Drew McIntyre is one of the wrestlers that his contract's coming up. It's him, Sheamus. Um, well, Cody apparently hasn't signed his new deal yet. So Cody, um, who else was it? I'm trying to think I I had everybody. Oh, Seth Rollins and uh, Becky Lynch as well. Um, so, you know, you look at Drew and you go, huh? So are you going to sign your deal or what? Because, you know, I mean, obviously you could go to AEW if you wanted to or wherever else and probably, well, I don't know if you could go to TNA and make money, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what's happening with Drew. I feel like Drew is putting in a lot of effort though. So it makes me think that he's going to sign a new deal. He's just waiting on them to give him the deal that he wants. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to give him the deal he wants, um, but we'll see. So, um, but I am interested to see if, if CM Punk is going to throw him out last. So that, that would be, that would definitely be interesting to see in the rumble. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a really great promo on, on Monday night. And, uh, yeah. So let's talk about other matches that happen. We'll kind of just breeze through these real quick. Um, Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax. Great match. I was so surprised. Like Nia Jax has improved so much and, I will give her her flowers as, as the kids say, I will give her her flowers because she is definitely improved and is doing, doing so much better than what she was. I, I I'm very happy to see her back. Honestly. Um, you know, basically she defeated Be- Becky Lynch by using an uppercut and then doing her signature move in the corner. Um, and that looks to be setting something up for the Royal Rumble. I don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, with Rhea showing up and trying to intimidate her on this last Raw, it makes me think that maybe she might, Nia Jax might win the, the Royal Rumble, but um, we'll have to see what that about that. Nah, the, the, the in my opinion, the person who should win the Rumble is, it's only one person who should win it, and it's Bailey. Because the the compounding interest and stress that's being put into damage control is absolutely golden. And I think when she wins the Rumble, the rest of damage control is going to turn on her. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 definitely a possibility. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. I, I, I personally – actually, I'll be honest with you. I thought what's-her-name was going to show up at the Rumble. Um, uh, Nick Aldis's wife there. Um, I thought she was going to show up, but now I don't think she is going to show up. Um, but, um, let's see. So what other matches that happened? You had Imperium versus Jey Uso and Kofi Kingston. Yes. And that match actually, that match wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't anything special. Um, 
it was it, it was a match <laughs> you know it was it wasn't a bad match by any chance by any any anything like that but i mean um they knocked out um uh, giovanni and then um the fa- the the next draw it was kaiser versus kingston um the match the match was going well they they did this stupid count out thing and I, I absolutely fucking hate count outs. And you know, Kofi went out of the ring, started trying to beat Kaiser's ass, and then all of a sudden Kaiser hits him with a chair. And not just a folding chair, but one of the, the chairs behind the desk. And uh then Which, proceeds to just destroy him. That shot with the chair, holy smokes, he like that looked like it launched off Kobe's face for real. I would agree with that. That that was that was a little like, oh, okay. Um, and then, you know, like I said, he knocked him out. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe that'll bring Big E back, but you know, I I don't even know if the dude's gonna be able to wrestle anymore. So um there's that. Uh what else? Let's see. Um there were some other matches. I mean, there wasn't really anything that um, stood out. I mean, I think we've talked about most of the, the, the good matches. Oh, well, there was Drew versus Seth Rollins um, on the Raw that, that Rock showed up on. That was a really good match. Um, the back and forth was great. Um, the finish, I would agree with Tony because we were talking about this off the podcast, was great because, you know, at the end of the day it was um, – how they finished it where, you know, Seth's foot was on the, on the rope and basically drew had won the match, but obviously because his foot's on the rope, he didn't. And then, you know, Seth Rollins gets him and pins him. And then, you know, the match is over. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. You can't forget judgment day coming out to potentially cash in and that didn't work out. So that, Oh yeah. And you know, here's, I know this is it's a little off topic, but it's a little on topic. My biggest pet peeve in the entire wrestling world, when someone goes to cash in the money in the bank and the referees, go, are you sure? Are you are you sure? You're you're you want you want to cash in your money in the bank? Yes, he's down and he's out. They're, they're, he's he's vulnerable. I want to cash in. You're sure about this though? Like right at this very moment. Where we're standing right now, you want to cash in right now. Yes, that's why I'm out here with this fucking briefcase. I want to cash in. Okay, but right now, at this moment, is when you want to cash in? Like, Is, is just, it right now, right now? Right now, right now, right now. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, these referees are so, like, it's like they, they go to cash in, and they're like, oh. You want me to catch? It's like it's all of a, it's like you're talking to a small to a toddler. You're trying to like bargain with a toddler. Like, listen, mm-hmm. you do this for me. I'm gonna do this for you, but you need. It. And it's like they're like, huh, okay. But right now is when you want me. To, yes, like you know what I mean. I mean, you you yeah. don't mean a dad like I have to bar like, kind of almost bargain with a child like to have to get to do something. Like, just just do what I'm asking you to do. And I feel like that's what the referees are. They're like small children when they're like cashing. Like, okay, so you want me to cash this money in the bank in for you? You ran down here with at the most opportune time with this money in the bank. 
You want to cash in, huh? You know, that's, you know what, that's what it was. You know, you reminded me of what the whole internet was talking about. And a lot of people were talking about how this Monday coming up, when Seth faces Jinder, Jinder's going to win the title. Damian Priest is going to come out, cash in, win the title. And Drew is going to get so pissed that um, he's going to face... Um, he's going to face Damian Priest, probably not at Royal Rumble, but um, sometime after Royal Rumble for the title. And, you know, basically what happens is, is he, he loses to Drew, and then Drew takes it to, and then somehow Drew loses it to Seth, and then say, Seth faces CM Punk. That's what, that's what the, the, the rumor mill is about. I don't think it's going to happen. All of that's going to happen that way. It just sounds like too much. But, um, I mean, it's certainly interesting. It's certainly interesting of one way that it could happen. And if Damien does win, you know that Drew McIntyre is going to want to face him because he's going to get pissed. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. Um, and let's see what else. I'm trying to think what other good matches there were. Um, you want oh, to that- know how I would book? How I would book it. Going off what you were saying, like the title just switching hands around. I would have it be where, like we said, like have Jinder beat Seth as a fuck you to Tony Khan, and then right there, Damian Priest cashes in on gender he then now you have drew like you said drew is incent that he somehow still hasn't been get gotten given his what is deservedly his the championship you know because he's going on the typical heel i'm a whiny baby everything should be given to me he'll run um so then you have him and drew maybe face off at wrestlemania or not not at wrestlemania sorry at the rumble and then your final two in the rumble you have Seth Rollins and CM Punk even have Punk eliminate Rollins. Then at Elimination Chamber, you have Rollins regain the championship, you know, and then you have Drew and Priest have their issue in the in the in the in the chamber. So now you have that perfectly set up for WrestleMania. You have Drew versus Damian at WrestleMania. You have Seth versus and you can still get Seth versus Punk for the title too. Yeah, I mean, I think that would work. Um, so, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see because I have a feeling something's going to happen where it's going to get a little crazy. Um, anyway, so I, 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 sorry, I just thought about this. You want to know what would be great? For what's Drew that? For Drew, for not for Drew, for Damian to win the championship. You want to know who's going to be the reason? Damian Priest wins the championship. Who's that? Come on, think about it. Our truth Yep. Oh, Lord. Truth is going to inadvertently get Damian the championship somehow. I mean, I could see it. I could see that. That would be interesting. And like funny. He, 
like he wanders out in the middle of like the match, like between all of them, and like he like he's like dog, dog. Now's your time to cash in. Not a bad idea. Because then it then it makes him be like kind of like, but look he look what he did to join Judgment Day by accident and then type thing and then and then they can turn on him obviously and you know like they put or if they put they'll put truth in the chamber somehow. Oh, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. Hey, he would be a good comedic spot in the chamber. Or I, who even says he has to be in the match to be in the chamber? True. So maybe like maybe like Dirty Dom represents for someone in Judgment Day, like to keep like like as an interest of keeping Damien's, you know, watching Damien's back, but like Truth is in the chamber with him. Like he's actually like physically in the chamber. And let's see. Um, then the other the only other match um, that I think we should talk about is the Cody and. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match. Um, by the way, I love how they're giving Nakamura more like vignettes and promos and everything. Cause like, oh my god, that makes him so much better. I, I'm I'm just so happy that Triple H is doing that because he is such. He needs to be given. He needs to be given more matches like that. And you know, basically this was what a street fight match and that another another banger match you know another another really good match that you know was you know it it lived up to the expectations and you know i i think nakamura needs to get more spotlight this spotlight like this and get a title too as well excuse me because he deserves it um. Yeah. So, I mean, there was that match, and then the the other match that I forgot about that happened on SmackDown, and I think this is the last one we'll talk about. Um. We had a little surprise of uh, who was um, Butch's partner. Want to talk about that one, Tony? Oh, the the big strong boy, Tyler Bate. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that was a that was a very welcome surprise that wasn't spoiled, which I love a good surprise because you want to know what you see, you see pretty deadly. Yes, boys, you see them and you automatically think, OK, well, they've just been beating up on Bush, who hasn't been around for a while and is one of his tag team partners, Seamus. So you. You, me, I'm sure 99% of the fans were probably assuming it was going to be Sheamus that was going to come back and face pretty deadly with with Butch. And instead, we were treated to Tyler Bate, great NXT superstar, former NXT UK champion, who has quite a history with Pete Dunne. Yeah, Pete Dunne. Um, you know, so that was a very welcome surprise to see that. We got to see what he can bring. And I think we're going to see a lot more of Tyler Bate on the main roster now. I wouldn't be surprised to see him make an appearance in the Royal Rumble as well. You know, 
and it's just going to be awesome to see a, the big strong boy on there. You know, what, what did you what did what did you think about seeing Tyler on there? I mean, that that was another match that was really good. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't Sheamus. I really thought it was going to be Sheamus, but you know, it it you know it was still good, and I I did like it. And I will say, um, I think that I think that this is going to be a good tag team going forward, and I, at least I hope it is. Again, they they have these tag teams in the division that are really good, so they need to they need to you know have more matches and have if you're not going to have these tag teams that have the unified championships, you know, undisputed championships maybe is what I should be saying. Um, If you don't have them going between both shows, then split up the championships. It just doesn't make sense at this point. Um, But yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, I think that's, I think that's it actually. Um, I don't think there's any other matches that we need to talk about tonight. Um, we, I kind of mentioned this last week, but what was your favorite match of those, you know, those three shows that we talked about? What was your favorite match out of all of them, Tony? Um, I would have to, I'd have to go with the Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre match, you know, because there was at times I thought like, wow, Drew's actually going to pull it off. He, he might actually do it because, you know, sometimes, Sometimes the WWE will pull the wool over your eyes and they'll make you think that oh, okay it's a, it's a live show they're not going to pull a championship and they ha- sometimes they do it you know like for instance like we were talking about when Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton no one saw that coming or when AJ Styles beat Jinder Mahal on SmackDown to win the championship over in England no one expected that D- did anyone expect Daniel Bryan to beat AJ Styles for the championship on the live episode of SmackDown? No, like, that's the thing. That's what's great about the thing. Like, championship changes happen. So, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a surprise Monday too. But, um, I would say that was one of my favorite matches as well as the triple threat match for the, uh, number one contendership that obviously, the bloodline spoiled, got turned into a fatal four-way. Now we're going to get spoiled with that. Some great action of the Rumble with that. So, you know, what, uh, what did you, what did you have as your favorite match of the week? Oh, that's, hmm. I'd have to say, I mean, the most surprising one was, was Becky and, um, and Naya, that was that was very surprising how good that was. Um, as far as on the men's side, I would say, you know, I, I would have to say the, yeah, I would have to say the the Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre match was was actually really good. Um, I enjoyed it this week, or the you know, on day one there when I watched it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that was probably my favorite match. So speaking, speaking of favorite matches, where it is rumble season, it is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. 
what is your favorite Royal Rumble pay-per-view and Royal Rumble like match and or main event championship match for that? Tony, it is eleven twenty-five at night. I, I don't have that off the top of my head. <laughs> ah, ah, I've been watching all day. I can tell you mine. Go ahead. Oh. Probably for the championship, we gotta go Cactus Jack versus Triple H and Madison Square Garden in the street fight. Oh, what a banger. You know, me as ten year old me was watching that, you know, loving Triple H. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm a huge Mankind fan, I like, and I was getting introduced to Cactus Jack and who he was, and I did like I would look it up and stuff back on the uh, the old internets and the old the old PC computers back in the day before these tablets like all these kids have nowadays. But you know, like Triple H winning that championship and like retaining the championship, I was like, people were mad, but I was happy. I was like, you know, I was always a big Triple H guy, even when he turned on DX. You turned into a villain. I was like, you know, still, I'm still a Triple H guy. I've been a Triple H guy since I was a kid. Always have been, always will be. That, and then my favorite Royal Rumble match itself, got to be 98 probably, you know, like, you get three faces of Foley in there. You get the classic Austin winning the Rumble. So, but, you know, this time of year, I like to try and watch at least one rumble match a, a day or two, you know, every, every few days I try to at least get one in there. You know, I would highly suggest uh, for you to go and watch the 2006 Royal rumble. Cause you seem like a Ray Mysterio fan. Cause you like that deadbeat dad. So you go be a jabroni and enjoy his, his unnecessary win. Okay, man. Well, I'll just we'll just leave it at that because to be honest with you, I'd have to look everything up anyways. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, we're on the third episode of this, Tony. Oh, by the way, Happy New Year because this is our first podcast of the new year. Um, let's see. So you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can listen to me obviously on this podcast and. The uh, Toonami Faithful podcast as well, so make sure you listen to that as well. And uh, yeah, I hopefully, hopefully we'll be doing this a little bit more often. But you know, holidays being the the way they are, and the way that sickness seems to be going around Rochester at this point, you know, sometimes it doesn't make it easy to do podcasts. So yeah, um, but uh, Tony, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter at 89 underscore tones. You can find me on there. Um, or if you want to stop in at parents and Wegmans, I'm in the pizza department making pizzas, making damn good pizzas too. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Sorry, Kurt. Please don't come after me. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you know, I'm always online. I'm on there and you can follow me on TikTok. I don't actually know what my thing is. I think it's like Papa Tony or something like that. With a pizza thing, it's probably sounds about right. But yeah, you can find me on any of those things. Um, like I said, at eighty nine underscore tones, that's me. I am the king of the pizzas. And Paul, you have a great night, and can't wait to keep uh, having more thoughts on wrestling. Yeah, and uh, hopefully this week we'll we'll get a lot of good matches and that going on. So. 
it should definitely be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's it for this episode of Thoughts on Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, please share this with your friends so we can get more views and all that kind of stuff on social media and YouTube and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Oh, oh, and, oh, 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 before I forget, before I forget, I don't know when when this is all going to be edited and people are going to be listening to it, but don't forget to show support for your local wrestling. Like uh, my friends at Upstate Pro Wrestling, they perform at Marketplace Mall here in Rochester in Henrietta. Uh, so, you know, go give your your local your local talent a shout out. You know, go and support them. Like my boy, Don Diego Lopez, one half of the SCWS or SCWA tag team champions. Uh, so, yeah. But just had to give a cheap pop to all of them. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, hope you keep listening because that's why we do podcasting. So, but that's it for this episode. Peace. We're out. Have a good night.